Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hello, hello. This is Erin Hartz, your host of Self-Care for Survivors of Trauma. And today I'm going to be talking about healthy prioritization, healthy priorities in our life. Something happened this week that helped crystallize for me the fact that I have made a lot of progress when it comes to having my own priorities in my life and acting, making decisions based on my healthy priorities rather than making decisions based on my emotions or based on my codependency, which is stuff I've done in the past. So I'm going to get right into it here and I want to talk about how it used to be for me. So when I was first working in my first like real job out of college, I did not have healthy priorities at all. I really didn't seem to have that concept very well. Like I had priorities to where I could pay my bills and I showed up at things on time generally, that kind of stuff. Like I was on autopilot. Those things were working okay. Like I wasn't getting in trouble being places not on time or not paying bills. Like it wasn't that bad, right? But within the amount of choice I had in my life, I wasn't really taking my freedom or thinking about what kind of priorities might make my life fuller or better or happier. Um, Maybe it just comes with maturity, but part of that also was just that I never really asked myself what I wanted. I just did what I thought people around me should do. I thought I was just acting like a human should be, and I did the best I could at that. You know, I didn't really get that I had choices to make my own priority list and do my own thing. So, you know, I would work a lot. Um, I worked at a school that was an hour longer than other schools in the area. So it was like an eight hour school day or something. It was ridiculous like that. And then I worked on the bookends as well because I was that I lived to work back then. And that is definitely an unhealthy priority. But I didn't know it. I I enjoyed it when I was first a new teacher. I really enjoyed it so much. I mean, I still enjoy it, but um, I enjoyed working. I liked how it made me feel. And I got a lot of positive response from that. So I kept that up for a while. But here's what it would look like. Here's what my unhealthy prioritization of my life looked like. So I'd work a bunch of hours a day, definitely 10, maybe up to 12 sometimes hours a day. I'd come home from work and I was married back then. And so if my husband was going to be home, I would, 
you know, make us dinner for when he came home at six or whatever the time was. And something easy. I never really cooked very much. Um, I'd make like boil some ravioli and or he liked, you know, microwavable mac and cheese sometimes. Um, Sometimes we'd have a bagged salad like it wasn't very serious, right? So very minimal effort cooking. And then most of the time he and I would watch TV for a couple hours and then I'd go to bed and he'd stay up really late doing stuff on his computer and yada yada. And so really the only things, and you know, I would, I would exercise a few days a week, maybe three or four, and I would go running, but usually I'd go running because I felt overweight or I felt like I should look better. It wasn't because I wanted to stay healthy back then. It was more like, oh, I ate too much today, so I better go running. And that was kind of the reason why I would go running back then. And I st- I liked running, but it was more for losing weight than anything else back then. Um, so that to me signals like some lack of, of strong values in my choices during my day. What else? Like I wouldn't really spend my time doing much else than I would read books because I loved reading and then I could just lay around because I was so tired from working so many hours. Like on the weekend, I always felt like I was just really wanted to lay in bed most of the time besides my 30 minutes to an hour that I would go running um, or maybe go out to dinner with my husband and drink, have some drinks. Um, Those were like, that was pretty much all I did, you know? I mean, I certainly would meet with friends once in a while or meet with the family once in a while, but I remember times when I was so tired on the weekend and I had to go to an event. I remember at one point I had to go to a dinner with my family and my my husband and stuff, and I was in my bed, like, just crying, like I didn't want to go. And back then, I really didn't feel like I had the choice to say no. It's so, it's it kind of baffles me now because I didn't notice my feelings back then. Like if I'm laying there in bed crying that I don't want to go somewhere, wouldn't that signal to a person that maybe they should listen to themselves? Like maybe I was overtired. Maybe there are other things going on, whatever it was, but I was too scared to say no, unless there was, if I was truly sick or something, I would have maybe said no, but so that's not having healthy priorities. So now what is it like? Well, my life has changed a lot since I realized my ex-husband was abusive and that I was codependent and I tried to make it work with him, but it didn't. So I left and started to rebuild my life and learned that I had a lot of things that I needed to work on. And as I got a job again and I started putting back the pieces of my life, I realized that I really did have some choices. These were hard things to learn though, because I think part of me learning how to prioritize was, and I went through periods of time in those few years after my divorce where I was unemployed. And in those times, it was like, what am I going to do with my time? Um, besides looking for a job, but you can only spend so much time looking for a job when you've kind of applied to everything that's in your field and all that kind of stuff. So I ended up luckily spending that time pretty wisely and doing a lot of recovery work, but also 
working on the things that expressed my creativity. Like back then I was working on writing a book. Um, I've always wanted to write a memoir. And so I attempted that. I read a lot of memoirs. I took a class about how to do that. Um, You know, so I did a lot of stuff on my own. And I think through some of those times that I push came to shove and I realized that, oh, I could start spending my time on doing different things than just the thing I went to college for. So I think that taught me a little bit. And then here we are six years later, and now I'm starting to really be able to know my values, know what priorities I have, and act on them. So what does that look like for me today? So this week, I was really proud of myself because I kind of hit a milestone in choosing my priorities over choosing what I think society wants me to do. So my son comes home from school Friday. Actually, we weren't home. We were in the car because we have music lessons on Friday. So he gets in the car Friday and he's like, mom, guess what? We get to go on a field trip in May. And I was like, great, that's so awesome. You know, where are you going? And it's to this, he said, I think a nature center or somewhere. Okay, cool. It's always fun to go on field trips. And with the pandemic, um, we haven't gone on any field trips in the last few years. So he's in third grade this year. And I think the last time he went on a field trip actually was possibly in kindergarten because I know they were going to go on one in first grade, but then the pandemic hit and they were not able to go to that really fun place that he still actually hasn't been to. So he didn't get that chance. And so it's been what, like almost three years that he's gotten to go on a field trip. So he was really excited. And then he's like, Mom, I really want you to come. She said, if you she'll the first five parents she hears from that want to come are are in. And so you need to maybe you can, you know, text her tonight on the school app or whatever and um and you can come to the field trip. And then, you know, I felt a little bit deflated in myself because going on a field trip means that I would be missing a day of work. And this school year, my boss has been talking to me about missed days and she doesn't like us missing days of work. Um... It's been hard for me to wrestle with that because I am a single parent and I looked back on all the days that I have taken off this year and all of them have to do with being a mom. They really do when it comes down to it. Because I'm a single parent especially and probably for most parents too, even if you have a spouse um, or a dad there or a parent there with you, co-parent, um... I mean, my day doesn't end at at the end of the work day. It's like I get up before work. I have another job, which is getting my son ready for school. Then when I come home after work, it's not like I can just self-care and do all these things for myself and relax. I mean, I have to do things for my son and I'm a parent. You know, it's not like I can just take a break and after work, put my feet up. And I mean, I try to do that as much as possible. But because I'm a parent, I do have 
probably a few more days off than those that don't have children. And so I've had to really wrestle with that and think about my own priorities. My priority is my health and my son's health. And my priority is spending quality time with my son. And I heard him say he wanted me to be there. And he's in third grade. If you've met a third grader lately, you know that kids grow up so fast nowadays. Like a third grader now is like what I was like in maybe fifth or sixth grade. Like they're really getting to that teen age. They feel like it. Like he's a tween, right? But it really feels different than when I was a kid. And so by fourth grade, who knows if he's going to still want me to go on the field trip. It's possible he won't. Maybe he'll be in that like, I'm too cool and my mom's not cool sort of thing. Um, And the other thing is like I used to volunteer in his class a lot in kindergarten and first grade because I used to teach part-time. So I used to be able to come in once or every other week or so. And so I got to know so many of the kids in his class. And so he's been with those same people, um, a lot of the same people since kindergarten. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those kids too, all grown up or getting grown up. And um, so I thought about it for an hour or two and I texted the teacher and thought, okay, well, if it works out, I will take a day off. And if my boss doesn't like it, you know, it really, it doesn't matter because my priority, my value system is that my son comes before my job in a lot of ways. You know, I want to do a great job at my job. I like teaching. I want to do a wonderful job and make my students' lives better. But it has to have a boundary. It has to have an ending to that because that's not my life. It used to be my life, but not anymore. My life is my son and taking care of myself and all the creative things that I want to pursue and all the aspirations that I have, those things are my life. My job can be really fulfilling, but it also, you know, teachers are expected to be superheroes. And I used to really believe that I should be, but I'm not superhuman and I'm getting older. I can't handle doing that much stuff. I have to take rest for myself. And um, so it does worry me because that part of me is kind of fearful of if I'm taking days off, you know, does this mean that if I, that I'm not going to be rehired? Does this mean that my boss is going to think negatively of me? And, you know, maybe she will, but um, these are my priorities and I have to have faith that if I follow my priorities, I follow what I feel like is the best thing for me and my son, then I think things will work out. And I do believe that. I truly believe that this is the better decision in the long run, right? Like don't they say, how will you feel in five years if you make this decision? How will you feel in 10 years? How will you feel on your deathbed if you make this decision? Well, I think if I look back going on the field trip will definitely be the right decision to make. And I just see my son 
in my mind's eye laughing and playing with his friends and I love some of the friends in his class they're just so cute and um yeah I actually want to go on the field trip and this is also like kind of an amazing revelation to me too because as a teacher and because I can be such a controlling person out of fear I used to really hate field trips because I taught sixth grade for a while. We were on like a trolley system getting somewhere at one point. I mean, I had boys like jumping off the trolley at the wrong stop and then jumping back in to play a game. I mean, that was stressful. Are you kidding me? Thinking of leaving like children on the side of the trolley station And some of those places downtown are really sketchy too, where we are. And it's like, that is so nerve wracking to go on field trips with kids because I worry about their safety and it hasn't been fun going on field trips. I I don't know how many teachers feel that way. I think a lot of teachers like field trips, but for me, it was tough. It was actually one of the worst days that I was not looking forward to were field trips. But now here we go. I have a, a, a chance to go on a field trip. I never really thought I'd want to go on a field trip again. But here I am wanting to go because my son wants me to go. And then I get to meet his teacher. I've only met her on Zoom. You know, I don't really know what she's like. And then, um, yeah, so I think you guys get the point. Um, I'm just grateful that I have changed enough to make these decisions and not let fear guide me because I think I used to just be pushed by fear for everything I wanted. I was such a people pleaser. I wanted everybody around me to not be disappointed by me. I wanted my bosses to think highly of me and it's just not worth it anymore. I can't be that to everyone. Even if I did, let's say, not miss this day of school till the end of the year like would that person even notice I mean maybe not it's probably like what's done is done and the perception is made so I'm gonna just do me and let the cards fall where they may because I truly know that when I trust in myself and my values and I've prayed about these things and I've really thought about them and felt them out those kind of decisions always come out okay somehow and Even if I don't have a job next year that's the same, I'll have a job. There's more jobs out there. You know, the universe provides. It's plentiful. I don't have to worry that there's not going to be something for me. I am a good employee and a kind person. And, you know, it's just other people not being grateful if they hire me and don't like me. Or maybe it's the wrong job for me. Who knows? Whatever it is, I'm going to trust that me making these decisions is going to turn out the right way. So, all right, well, tell me about your priorities. I'd love to hear from you. Take care, survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. 
you're welcome to join my free monthly goal setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.